Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Lodge 49. Welcome back to Streaming in Place. This is a very disorienting episode. It's wordplay. Disorienting because as we're recording, some truly crazy shit is happening in the news. Uh, If at some point we break unexpectedly, that will be because some crazy shit is happening in the news. But mostly... We're here to just not think about the news and instead talk about the third episode of the second season of Lodge 49. I am president of the Linda Eamon fan club, Allison Shoemaker, joined as ever by um, Lenore's inner godhead, Kate Kulzik, and the essence of Fidration, Noel Kirkpatrick. How are you guys doing today? I'm hydrated. My pores are great, by Your the way. Your pores are great. Yeah. You know what, Noel? Sincerely, you've got great skin. I look mm. at your face... Multiple times a week. Mm-hmm. You've got a nice natural glow. I do. Like, I work really hard on that. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of it's just jeans, but it, a lot of it is, like, I drink a lot of water. Um, and also, the beard soaks up a lot of oil. Like, that's the main reason I have a beard, is that it just soaks up, like, facial oil. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's, like, a good reason to have a beard, is that your face just doesn't, develops fewer acne. Well, <laughs> which is not how you say skin. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh kate also a possessor of great skin how are you doing kate mm-hmm. oh, thank you i well, you know i i do think i'm pretty lucky skin wise uh, as far as these things go because i do not take good enough care of it but i will say imagine what it would be Noel, if you had hydration in your corner as well i'm so um, glad that came back <laughs> allison when you were talking about oh and we met lenore and i was like oh i guess she's coming back i did not expect it to happen so dramatically and so quickly uh so yeah, and in and in a pyramid scheme fashion, it's such For a fun water. reveal. How is that a pyramid scheme? How do you turn bottled water into there a pyramid so scheme? Many. Like I know that was like one of the just... least surprising pyramid schemes, like the vitamin water thing. Like yeah, water yeah. plus yeah, it's uh, it's very funny. Um, the this is the we're getting i think it's the next episode is the last one i saw uh because i watched through um because i was interviewing sonia cassidy i watched through uh the like primary part of the lenore storyline or at least the initial lenore storyline because it ran after this episode so we are like right up against stuff i haven't seen and i obviously didn't remember some things because i I get a called it for something that I already watched, which doesn't, which That's I'll go ahead. That works. That's nope. not how that works. Um, I'm going to contest this in a hotly Good. debated Senate session. Good. Well, you're correct. Um, uh, and uh, I think, Kate, which one of you also guessed that? Because I sincerely yeah. forgot, but one of you did actually guess it. Was it you, Kate? Yeah. No, I was, uh, I was feeling rather... Yeah, rather rather chuffed, rather up on myself for for having guessed that one. For the two of us having guessed that one correctly, um, <laughs> I was like, "Well, you aren't Michelle Gomez, but I get a called it, so I'll take it." Um, and I'm very again, I continue to be very intrigued with what is going on. Uh, I I would love to think that they're going to actually tell us what all the True Lodge stuff is in the next episode, but there's no way they're going to do that. There's too no. many episodes left, um, yeah. so uh, we'll see. But I would. <laughs> I kind of anticipate that she's just, we're not going to see any more Lodge One, and she's just going to, like, land back in California, and then we won't have seen that conversation, we'll find out what that conversation was, like, by the end of the season or something. Yeah, I feel like that tracks. Yeah, I really do want to see the rest of that conversation. (laughs) The thing I'm worried about, um, and granted, because, again, I haven't seen most of this season, um, 
is, you know, it was canceled. So Mm -hmm. like what I if there is a show where it is tonally appropriate to have a bunch of open ended questions, Lodge 49 is that show. But I'm already sort of preemptively bummed about the mysteries that we're not going to get to explore more fully um, when we finally reach the end of the road. Bring back Lodge 49. Get on in Hulu. Come on. They tried shopping it around, right? I think they tried shopping it and no one wanted it, which... I feel like this has to be the hardest of sells um, to try to convince someone to be like, so we're doing this show that's magical realism, but not really magical realism. And then you have to explain what magical realism is. And also <laughs> it has a large cast and we can't really cut any of them and nope. uh, separate locations and we can't really get rid of them. So, And in fact, we just added a whole new location with this upscale high stakes restaurant. Um, it's just like, folks, what are we doing? Why are you making your show more expensive? <laughs> <laughs> well, because you need higher stakes. Mm-hmm. Higher stakes. Um, yeah. I was so excited just, when Vic Zahay showed up. I was like, oh, I was just like, how? Why? Kid in a candy store. And I was just like so excited. And then he was like, we're going to play human chess. And I just went, oh man, they have not changed at all. And Janet's back and she stole Liz's story. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> how soon in that janet video did you know immediately right yeah. away that that was, yeah. was going to happen yeah it's, as soon as she kind of like did like a little preface of i was this thing this thing this thing this thing and i just went she stole liz's story <laughs> she's gonna say that she jumped out of a ship and then she did and i really appreciated the slow look of her compatriots over to her and just being like she stole it. Right, <laughs> stole it. They fired you for this, and then she stole it. <laughs> and then Sonia Cassidy's delivery of "That's not my story." You're like, well, <laughs> it's not not your story, though, right? Yes, it's very very Seinfeld moment there. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy uh, that whole all of that. You know, as yeah, soon as Big showed up, I was like, oh, okay. I love this. Is what's happening? I love this. Also, this explains like Janet stealing the story smooths over um her getting rehired and certainly promoted to a manager because uh, yeah. they want to keep her happy and quiet um and also explains why we have the you know in the season opening thing yeah. where we've got the the mascot there who may or may not or hopefully is janet um for whatever that it's janet whatever that is um but it's hilarious and delightful and i'm very glad for jeremy that he does not have to be the manager because he is not up for it right now um it'll be interesting to see what happens with that she should be the queen (laughs) (laughs) oh liz Um, can she do it i hope she can do it i like to think she can do it yeah that's the thing like i turned to my partner and i was just like liz can't be Liz in this job. Like she has to be nice to rich people. <laughs> you can't be rude to people going to higher stakes. Is the problem. You can be rude to people at Shamrocks and just kind of get <laughs> get away with it because it's Shamrocks mm-hmm. um, and the clientele. You can't be mean to people at higher stakes. No. Which I just I I'm just going to keep saying higher stakes because I love it so much. <laughs> such a ridiculous i needed higher stakes it's just it's so good and so funny and it just delighted me to no end like it was it was a very good joke of jeremy's in charge of of higher stakes and just hires liz because of course like formality this is all kabuki it's all kabuki it's kabuki this is kabuki 
Um, but then to find out that it's an Omni Group owned or whatever it is restaurant, I just went, yes, absolutely yes. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> yeah, um, I agree. Uh, higher stakes made the two things that made me laugh hardest in this episode that I remember like, wow, that made me chuckle were uh, higher stakes. And the first mention of Bitcoin, the thing about the Bitcoin that gets me is in this episode, El Confidente comes through the tunnel. We see a dead body. There's a donkey corn, like Mm. all of these things, human chess, all of these incredibly unlikely things, some surreal, some not surreal happen. And the biggest surprise of the episode is a reveal concerning Bitcoin. That shit is so funny and absurd. And when Doug connects it to the lemon standard, (laughs) oh, we didn't deserve this show. We didn't deserve the show. It was too good for this world. Uh, It's the it's the loveliest, warmest, goofiest, anti-capitalist screed. I just Love it so much. Isn't all currency made up? Um, <laughs> no, my favorite thing about the the whole Bitcoin thing was we're going to unlock Bitcoin. And it's just the phrase, the idea of unlocking Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not how any of that works. I don't think no, um, cryptocurrency has always been a mystery to me. Like one of those impenetrable things of made up capitalism that within recent time of late stage capitalism uh, that I wish I understood because there are so many jobs for cryptocurrency sites that need writers. Um, not that I would actually apply for those jobs because cryptocurrency is a scam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that being No, it's said, not. It's the essence of hydration. <laughs> there are so many scams in this episode that I can't believe it, basically. Um, but I just love the idea that they've now equated the search for the scrolls and alchemy into Bitcoin because cryptocurrency is literally something from nothing. Um, and I just love that through line of radicalizing the youths with alchemy. <laughs> and by youths, I mean the 40 something year olds that watch this on AMC. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I hope more people are finding it now that it's on Hulu. Yeah. You know what? Lot 29 was too early for HBO max. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's too bad. HBO Max, listen, you are obviously just really hungry for content right now. So do me a favor while you're browsing through great British shows to bring over and then not promote it all inexplicably, even though they're excellent. um, Just consider a little Lodge 49 revival. You will not be disappointed. Uh, I will watch the shit. It'll get the Cuoco bump. (laughs) Um, uh, Okay, so we've talked a little bit about Lenore. Um, I I think Yes, I know. I know that she comes back. Okay. Um, so wh- what sense. do we think about what do we think about that relationship? About the not at all surprising reveal that they were lovers. Um, about Liz's sort of, I don't know, imp- Liz sort of imprinting on her. I guess. Uh, what do we think about that storyline? I have no idea. I mean, I like what we've been seeing so far, and it's, it makes sense uh, that. She is more curious, has more stuff that she's still working through in her relationship with her dad, but also her mom, too, mm-hmm. um, which is going to be, I think, a big part of that. Um, and, you know, I because I just was relieved the reveal we got. If that's the end of the reveal, I'm I'm grateful because a little part of me is like, 
She's not their mom, right? Please tell me she's not their mom who abandoned them. Like, please. <laughs> I don't need this for them. They have enough stuff they're dealing with. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, I, I'm excited for Liz to get, hopefully, some kind of answers. Because, obviously, Lenore um, is has her own agendas. <laughs> um, she's, you know, just very concerned with their hydration. But... She also strikes me as genuine and, um, like, she isn't going to be trying to, like, she, she doesn't strike me as manipulative enough to, to be damaging towards Liz with this conversation that she invites her inside for. Um, so I'm actually rather excited for Liz because she's clearly searching and she clearly needs some, some, some more stuff that she's got more stuff she needs to process, I guess. Yeah, I agree. I think that that idea of the imprinting is really great because there's clearly this need to sort out her parents a little bit um, in a more objective way, almost. Even though, like, Lenore is not objective, outsider perspective, really. Um, And to kind of maybe dirty them up almost um outside of this idea of the the paragons they were sort of like thought of as um even though she's felt like that about her father already mussing up her mom a little bit i think maybe what she's looking for but i do think that there is also just this sense of a stabilizing force a parental figure of some kind to kind of provide a little bit of foundation um and Lenore, like you said, Kate, I don't think is manipulative enough to really be doing this. Her whole pitch about the the Phydro just was not strong enough and was a little too eager. You, you you need to slow play that a little bit more. You really need to get the charcuterie plate on the table first <laughs> and not leave it on the island. Um, but I think that there's there's plenty of stuff there still for Liz to kind of figure out. And I'm excited to see what that becomes mm-hmm. um we also get as predicted and as sort of i don't know kate would you say that you were afraid it wasn't going to happen um our our little journey with el confidente into mexico and um uh and the the dark and twisty storyline that we get into there oh i wanted so much more i was anticipating it being a full episode flashback and I was super jazzed for that. So I liked what we got. Um, after When I finished the, the previous episode, I was like, oh, we're going to get a flashback episode. I'm so excited. And then the episode started and we, you know, we started that opening scene in the van and everything. Or, uh, and, and so then that's the thing I knew. Um, and I stopped it as soon as the episode started. But, um, but yeah, so I was hoping we would get a lot more with that than we did get. But the stuff we got, I really liked. I thought it was awesome. I cannot wait for that. Uh, the, 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 um. I guess the mariachi costume to come into play. Um, I cannot wait for some of the other stuff to happen. Um, also, I mean, it, I think it tracks for Ernie, but like we are missing some serious information between him passing out and him waking up with a tattoo. And yeah. I have no sense that El Confidente is actually responsible for that in any way. So as he's like running out of there, I'm like, uh, your new buddy also is passed out. We don't know that he wants a tattoo. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like I get it, or I get it, especially for Ernie. Like, Dud would have like been like, "What's got hold up?" and like tried to shake him awake and get more information. But Ernie makes sense scramming. Um, 
So I, I, I want so much more information, <laughs> but I really liked what we got. It was hilarious and like odd enough and, um, tonally, uh, connected enough that it really just clicked into place with what we know so far. So mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm really digging it. Yeah. Some really beautiful images too, I think. Yeah. Um, Noel, what did you think about our trip to Mexico? Yeah, I agree with Kate. I think that there is like just enough, but like by just enough, we virtually mean nothing, um, which is okay. Like, again, it's episode three. We weren't going to get a lot of stuff um, in a third episode. Um, I was anticipating a bit more than what we got. But I think that, like Kate said, um, there's enough weirdness. There's enough really cool stuff like around it that you don't mind. Um, so everything within like that little workshop that they break into or the house that they break into, um, uh, that is beautifully, uh, establishing shot with a painting instead of trying to do that as like an actual location. And then you walk onto a set, um, which I think is very smart and very clever. And I really appreciated that. Um, so all the like weird stuff in that from like, uh, taxidermy links to some other stuff. Um, I, it was just good. And then the donkey corn. Um, was just, I don't know. I just don't know. Um, for me, my favorite thing out of all of this really was the revelation that whatever his name, the writer that, uh, Aaron is always listening to sets all of his books in cities where there are lodges. And I'm just like, oh, show that is just a beautiful little piece of stuff. Like that is just pure and utter, like, the top of the Wikipedia page mentions that like crying a lot 49 is a big inspiration is an inspiration of sorts for this show. And I just went, that is such a pinch on bullshit thing to do um, <laughs> that I'm not, and I'm not angry at that because I like pinch on a fair bit, but it's just such a pinch on thing to do of like the, the meta fiction ties into the other fiction that guides everything and everything's a fiction. Um, so I'm just like, Oh, this is, this is very good show. I did not need you to do that. But I'm glad you did, because then it explains why Paul Giamatti is on that jet as well. Because <laughs> he's yeah. the keeper of the true lodge. All the secrets are in those books. <laughs> Just use your hand as a silencer and fire six shots. <laughs> uh, what do you think we're going to get of the true lodge in the next episode? Anything? Connie obviously is... Um, oh, I, We should also touch on Linda Emond. Emond? I never really know. Yeah, I, I'm not sure, but she's fantastic that scene right just insanely good so good and it's not like she hasn't been good the whole series but they haven't given her as much totally and they waited this purposefully waited this long for her to directly address her illness and then to make it so um underplayed so frank for her to have such difficulty talking about it it's just a wonderful choice and god Mm -hmm. she's incredible in this episode yeah i think that there's just there's so much space for that, that it feels like a pressure release almost of mm-hmm. this kind of degree of emotional honesty um, that because everyone else is in various weird stages of denial, including Connie, but Connie's like coming to grips with that kind of stuff. It feels emotionally cathartic to have that kind of a reveal, that kind of openness in a different way from like Dud's kind of aw shucks kind of Labrador openness um, that he has that is also coded in a heavy sense of denial if that oxymoron makes sense Mm -hmm. Um, that having just this kind of a frank conversation with a relative stranger um, between Connie and what's her name? Clara. 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 Thanks. Um, I think is really great. 
So I really appreciate it on like a structure and like dramatic kind of perspective, but it's also just like you, like you both said, just ridiculously well acted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Go ahead, Kate. I'm anticipating for the True Lodge stuff. We'll see. But um, I really am anticipating this being like a uh, like Scientology reveal. But, you know, this is so far, at least nowhere near as da- damaging as Scientology. But just the kind of thing of like, oh, well, he was a writer and he needed to, like, make some cash. So he he developed this whole thing or he thought it was fun. And it kind of has grown to the like and so the true lodge are people the people who know that it's bullshit. <laughs> but also, um, but that it is very it's become very meaningful for a lot of people and it's so like the ways in which it is not bullshit. Like I, I'm I'm anticipating it being a more um benign um but like, you know, like finding out about Santa Claus situation and that like so right now that's what I'm expecting and something in like the, I like, but does it hurt dud to believe in Santa Claus? No, <laughs> you know, kind of a thing where it's like, if if people can gain meaning and value through the journey and through the perp, you know, through these different things, then that's wonderful. And um, hopefully the people, you, you've got these wild cards out there who are dangerous and, you know, creating problems. Um, so then it's a matter of, if you can, I don't know, find the scrolls and that's, they're if They want, if they got $2 million and they want to give you $2 million for the scrolls, you can save your lodge and everybody can like, you know, then why not? You know, kind of a thing. That's sort of something in that vein is what I'm anticipating. I'm not anticipating any sort of answer that has anything to do with um, actual alchemy or magic of any sort. So I don't know what, Noel, what about you? <laughs> I mean, I, I I admit that my mind wandered a little bit because as soon as you mentioned Scientology, I thought about Dud in the place of Tracy Jordan in that 30 Rock cutaway joke where <laughs> Tracy's just spouting off nonsense to the horror of Scientologists. Mm-hmm. And I just thought about Dud in that space, talk just talking to them in a very Dud way. And the Scientologist just going, no, like slowly stepping back. Yeah. Give us the Um, e-meter. Yeah. Just like, oh, now I just want that to happen. Um, Anyway, my mind just kind of got wrapped up in Dud getting recruited by Scientologists and then them trying to push him out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I I think that for me, a lot of that... um, yeah, I just, I don't know what's going to happen with the Lodge 1 stuff or the True Lodge. Um, and I'm okay with, like, them slow playing and revealing all that. Um, because I think going back to, like, the Lemon standard, Dud's always going to try to make lemonade out of it, no matter what. Um, just like he tries to make lemonade at the Reading of the Dead ceremony which is just beautiful and gorgeous and why did you have that in the lobby like you're having pizzas delivered why did you have that in the lobby you have a number of you have a number of multi-purpose rooms in this ginormous building why are you doing this in the lobby where there is a pizza delivery person coming with like eight pizzas (laughs) i assumed it was because of the pictures on the walls Mm. maybe that would make sense because it i don't i don't know anyway um I am so glad that you brought up this scene, Noel, because um, I really love it as a counterpoint to 
um, the memorial that they do for Dudley Sr., right? Where Dud is talking and you th- and for a while he's making sense. For a while he's saying things that, yes, they're a little bit weird. Maybe they're a little inappropriate, but it's emotionally honest and you understand where he's coming from. When he is um, saying he doesn't want to call anybody out specifically and then very specifically addresses Calls everyone. <laughs> everyone out um, in a way that everyone knows exactly what's going on. Like to the point of saying you're sleeping in the back of your pot shop, right? So that there could be no confusion about who it is. Anyway, um, and then it turns a bend and it goes too far. And you watch him start to alienate people who were going with him when it was not so literal. And when it becomes literal, that goes away. And I feel like that's sort of the essence of the show, right? If you start to take it too literally, it you get a little... I don't know, skeeved out It's not the right word, but the story doesn't feel the way it's supposed to. It's when the mysteries are sort of intangible um, and something that you feel and experience rather than something that can be solved that Lodge 49 feels like Lodge 49. And I feel like that shot of the doorknob turning and they're all just peering at it and Dud is folding a piece of pizza and shoving it into his mouth while they're doing it is kind of like Lodge 49 in a nutshell. Um, I love the whole final act of this episode. Yeah, no, it's it's really it it's fun to watch over the course of the season so far, and we're only three episodes in. But like, because the the first couple episodes are very much pieces, like we've talked about. Um, so you're starting to see them connect in together more, and the through lines come uh, start to come together, and so it's really exciting to see. Um, yeah, that was another one of my favorite scenes too. Was just like when Dad gets up there, he's like. Yeah, okay, how about instead of me reading 300 names, uh, instead we do, like, we just talk about how, like, things suck right now. And, you know, it's hard. And, you know, and then and also, like, you know, there's these things that are very dem- demonstrably true and that are connecting everyone. It's good for everybody to acknowledge and deal with and process a little bit. And also, I definitely saw Larry as as a visitation and it wasn't just these new shitty light bulbs that got put in and like all these other things you know it's it's yeah it's like you're so close and it it means it's just always every time I watch the opening credits and we end with the 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 the, basically the shadow shot of um Don Quixote and Sancho Panza it's like you're so you're just just a little bit off of the center, Dad. <laughs> Just a little bit off. <laughs> You're almost there. You, and if you watch Blaze, every time Dud does one of these, he's like, oh, that's my fault. I was just, yeah. I need to remember, I can't be metaphorical with Dud. <laughs> God, I, when, will, when will I learn? <laughs> um, well, great. Is there anything else we want to talk about with this episode? Maybe Scott briefly and, um, and Jocelyn and their sports night. Oh my god, Jocelyn broing out is hilarious. It's very good. It's very, very good. The the tank top, uh, Mister. What what's the? I'm sorry, top, Mister. Mister Tank, or what was it called? It was just Mister Tank. Mister Tank. Okay, yeah. yeah the, I was very much enjoying Jocelyn and his Mister Tank. Um, <laughs> just like when you think of his first scenes, you know, and like saying goodbye to his parents with his stuff to where we are now. It's uh, been quite a journey. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the oh, way that he says voice. mirth when he's just so gently trying to guide Scott away from his just endlessly terrible ideas towards mm-hmm. something that might possibly be decent. Um, and he, the way that he says mirth, I was like, oh, that's a great line delivery, an episode full of them. But that's, yep, that's great. That's aces. 
All right. Well, are you ready for the next episode title? Yes. Yes. Great. So when we come back on Monday, we will be talking about Lodge 49, Season 2, Episode 4, Conjunctio. I don't Conjunctio. care for that. Okay. Yeah, I don't care for that. That just, that sounds very... It's a conjunction know, wizard. Yeah. Um, conjunction well. junction. What's your wizard spell? No, that doesn't work. <laughs> more El stuff? I don't know. The El yeah. stuff doesn't seem wizardy. It's yeah, more, you know, breezy than that. Um, it definitely feels like some sort of corporate speak nonsense. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's at one of the higher stakes pillars of customer service or something. Yeah. 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 Nice. Handshakefulness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, or it's some sort of weird magical pink eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think you're yes. right. I think it's magical pink eye. Yeah. That's Bestowed that's where by I'm, the donkey corn. Yeah. I'm pushing yeah. all my chips in on magical pink eye. The donkey corn. The donkey corn. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Anyway, uh, that's going to do it for us for today. Uh, we will be back next week to talk about magical pink eye and uh and hopefully um with less exciting news happening hopefully next week will be really boring wouldn't that be nice that would be fabulous yeah all right until then take care bye bye